Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Show. You're listening to the first and only podcast dedicated to the business of pharmacy. Hear from independent pharmacy owners, leading entrepreneurs, political strategists, healthcare technology trends, career coaching, interviews about our pharmacy industry, and more. Be sure to subscribe to the show via iTunes and leave us a voice comment from our contact section on the website. You can find all of our episodes at pharmacypodcast.com. This is Nick Adkins. I'm the co-founder of RealDX. I'm in Portland, Oregon, and you're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast. Hey there, Pharmacy Podcast listeners. It's time for the interview portion of our podcast today. And I'm fortunate enough to have Nick Adkins, who is a digital health uh, guru in my book. And actually, he was part of the Digital Health 2016 Top 100 Influencers and Brands, which uh, I'll actually tweet that out and have that under our show notes. But welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast, Nick. How are you today? I'm well, Todd. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. So first thing, um, I've been following you now for about a year and a half uh, on Twitter. Tell us about that Twitter handle, Nick is NPDX. Yeah, Todd, thanks. Um, Twitter's been really good. You know, the power of social media, the, the craving that we all have for connection, it's its very real. It's, uh, it's a thing that we all desire and and people like Zuckerberg and the others that have, have tapped into that energy know the success that, that you can have when we all come together and and social media platforms, whether it's Twitter, whether it's LinkedIn, Facebook, et cetera. My Twitter handle, the reason I chose that is, I live in Portland, Oregon now. I moved here four years ago from Nashville, Tennessee. And Nashville was a healthcare executive, suit and tie guy. And I actually went by Nicholas in in Nashville. So all my adult life in in Nashville, suit and tie guy, I was Nicholas. And when I moved to Portland, I said, you know, no more suit and tie. I'm moving out here just to kind of hang loose, get a little different. And I've left Nicholas in that as well. So out here I'm Nick. And so kind of go along with that theme. I said Nick is in PDX. So it's Nick is in PDX. And that's how I came up with the handles. So I watch for some of the things that you tweet and and you've talked to me off uh, line about being passionate about what you become involved in and there was an interview that you did that was posted on Intermountain Healthcare's blog which is a huge healthcare system out in Utah I've actually been out there to their specialty pharmacy division they're a passionate group I'm very impressed with them and I think that there's other health systems throughout the country that can really learn from the organization especially in the topic of uh, telehealth so I really like some of the things that you shared um, on that interview and just wanted to kind of have you expand for the listeners on the Pharmacy Podcast. What do you see in the scope of healthcare right now being transformed by, as we both know, interconnectivity through social media, but then, of course, reaching out to those patients who might be in areas that they can't reach a physician for some uh, conditions that might not be as serious as it would be to actually go in person through telehealth but just share with the listeners your vision of, of telehealth and, and our healthcare system today. Yeah, Ty, that's that's a great uh, a great area, I, and I really do big big hat tip to the folks at Intermountain, uh, gentleman there that runs their innovation group, Todd Duncan. I met with them at Kim's this year in Las Vegas, and spent quite a bit of time talking about them and all the good work they're doing with their footprint that Intermountain Health System has. You know, there's there's five probably I would say five large systems that that 
you know, come to mind in the country and Intermountain is, is one of those five, obviously, right? And so when you look at the geography of, of the Intermountain footprint, there's so much rural area around, right. around the state of Utah, right? So there's Salt Lake City and, you know, and then you start getting out and you're like, wow, man, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty sparse. And you got to think, well, are people going to drive in from the mountains, you know, every time they need to see their doctor or can we just stay home? You know, I mean, it's a 150 mile round trip to come in to see the doctor or I could stay home and see the doctor on my phone or my computer, right? Using, using secure telehealth. It becomes a no brainer, right? And so it's, it's bringing healthcare to where the people are. That's what telehealth is all about. It's, you know, it's, it's way beyond, you know, the convenience factor of it. And if we just looked at convenience alone, it's, it's enough of a reason to do it. But the ability to time shift the delivery of care, right? The ability to scale up large populations, not just, you know, single visits, but large populations of, of patient care, to be able to scale that, manage it efficiently and effectively, telehealth is just unnatural, right? And I mean, think of all that, think of all the data that comes in, in a video, right? Right. I mean, it's when, when, when you take a picture of something, right? If you have a skin lesion, you take a picture of that, you send it to the doctor, that one, that one file, there's a lot of, a lot of data just in that one image. A, a video file creates 32 of those photo images every second. So now we're talking extremely contextually rich data that's being flowed. And the ability to mine that data and extract useful information that can be used in predictive analytics and modeling, it's just, I mean, and you start thinking, well, wow, you know, I mean, that's, that is a lot of data. It is a lot of data, right? So now we fold in IBM Watson and other AI platforms, whether it's Microsoft, Google, the ability to manage that volume of data, um, it's mind blowing. And video is a really, really great place to get a lot of information. You know, plus it's also, there's no better artifact, no better testimony of what happened than a video file, right? Because we completely eliminate the he said, she said. One of the early pushbacks of, of telemedicine, telehealth was, you know, hey, hey, wait a minute, I don't want to be recorded. I don't want this, you know, I don't want this video. Well, why not? You know, what happens when people are videoed? It's a lot like when you put a body cam on a cop or on the cop's dashboard. You know what happens? Less people get shot, right? <laughs> Everybody right. plays nicer. <laughs> and it's the same way in healthcare. You know, quality goes up. Bedside manner goes up. The ability to connect and engage with the patient and look them in the eye, right? Instead of looking, keeping your head down, banging into the EHR and banging away at the keys, right? The ability to have that human connection again, to see the person eye to eye, and to have this video record that totally eliminates the he said, she said, right. is is so, so valuable, right? And so with, with some early pushback, now people are getting on board and they're saying, hey, wait a minute, I, you know, I'd love to eliminate my risk exposure by having this artifact, by having a record of this. And you know, I think we're right on the front end of a major shift where 
in a few years, it's going to be almost inconceivable to walk into a hospital, to walk into a doctor's office and not have it recorded. I mean, I can see a future not too distant where if I walk in and my doctor isn't wearing Google Glass or something else, <laughs> I'm going to say, wait a minute, why aren't you recording this? You know, it's just going to be the default standard of care. I mean, the ability for me to share that information with my family, with my care team, with other providers. You know, what did the doctor tell you today? Oh, I don't know. You know, come on. Right. right? My mom goes to the doctor today. Here's what happens. I call. Hey, mom, how was the doctor's visit? And she tried to tell me. And then, you know, what I am having to do is call the doctor's office, try to get that information relayed. You know, the doctor's in the room with another patient. The nurses are too. They have to call me at the end of the day. Have to go through the file. Blah blah blah. You know, we can completely eliminate that, right? That's you know, thing on my on my phone. There's a video file that just came in of my mom and her doctor. There's the treatment path. There's the plan. There's how to take her meds. Exactly what she needs to do. I can now be on the same page with her and her doctor to help take care of her, right? So she adheres to the plan. Here's her medication protocols, I mean, come on, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's just, we're going to look back on this time and say, of course we shouldn't be doing this. Right. And, and like I say, I mean, a very, a very near future, that's, uh, that's how it's all going to happen. I never thought of it that way, Nick. And you're kind of, you know, taking something that's, we take for granted and it's putting that light bulb in my head that's like, wow, this is innovation based on something that's been around for absolute years. That is, you know, the mobile phone has evolved. Uh, The use of video has evolved. Um, The buzzword um, patient advocacy is no longer a buzzword. It actually means something now. It's actually being used by physician organizations and health systems and PBMs and insurance companies to actually make our healthcare better. It's not just a buzzword. Um, at, at one Correct. time, I think there was. I think there was a lot of ego in medicine that's starting to finally go away um, from the big and powerful organizations and or from that physician who uh, who might think a little bit too much about themselves. And I, I think the patient advocacy and organizations like patients like me who give you know patients a voice and they use big data to, to empower the patient and, and let the patient really understand what your disease state is, what your medications are going to do. Um, organizations like RX Wiki that are finally giving, you know, patients a voice and helping to change definitions of of um, after effects and what they feel like after being on a medication. I love a quote, uh, Nick, yeah. that you that you said, which is, "Ego is like dust in the eyes. Clear the ego and see the world." That is incredible. <laughs> Actually, you know, I I love that quote, and I'm going to give you uh, give you the source of that quote. A good good friend of mine in real life, and also online on Twitter, is at Cancer Geek, and Andy Delau at at Journal Electric is at Cancer Geek, and I had to write a speaker profile. I'm about to speak at a conference over in the Netherlands called Our Future in Health, and they asked for. Uh, a speaker profile, and I hate writing those things. You know, <laughs> it's so weird writing about yourself. And, right. like, and so I reached out to Andy because he's a very prolific writer and blogger. 
and I said, hey, buddy, would you mind doing me a favor? Would you, would you write this thing for me? Because it's, you know, I don't want to write about myself. And so he helped me write that speaker profile, and he came up with that line, and I was like, wow, that's, number one, thank you, Andy, that, that you see me that way. <laughs> number two, thanks for helping me put that together, but that cancer geek um, on Twitter, somebody you definitely should follow if you're not already. I'm sure you already are, Todd, but hopefully your listeners, they're looking for good people to follow on Twitter. At Cancer Geek is, is certainly somebody to follow. Definitely. And that, you know, kind of circle back on what you're saying on how how the the, the power play seems to be dissolving, right? And then right. the ego's you know shifting away. Um, I'm going to step back one layer back to that, and that's just, you know not get too far away from the, the the video recording of instructions, right? Think about in the pharmacy world right now whether it's Walgreens, CVS, any of the other players, you walk up to the counter to get your meds filled. There's a pharmacist, farm tech. You look right there. There's a, there's a monitor right there. You can see yourself. They've already got the framework set up to, to record you. And right now it's all set up as we're doing it for, for drug seekers, right? We want to reduce the, you know, we want you to know that you're being videoed right now, so don't come in here and ask for, for some drugs that you don't need to be asking for, right? Great, that's fair, but all, all of this, the stores are already wired and set up. It'd be so easy right now, and, and I can't say who, but, you know, Walgreens, CVS, somebody, right? In the very near future, it's going to say, well, would you like us to record this, and, and you can watch this later, and that way, you won't have to remember exactly what the pharmacist or farm tech told you because you'll be able to watch this when you get home and you can share it with your family or whoever else you want to share it for. And nobody else can see it besides the people that you want to see it. That's going to be the way it's going to roll, right? So you don't have to get home and say, well, how, what did she tell me to take? You know, how was I supposed to do this? No, and go back and watch this as many times as you want, right? And that's just, that just makes sense, right? And And so what happens there is, you know, if the pharmacist, the farm tech, and the doctors, and the nurses, and the radiologists, and the lab tech, all of us, right, if we all play in this together, which is how we should, right, so that we're all part of the care team for the patient, you know, it all, it all re- revolves around the patient. We put the patient in the center, it's a patient-centered design, we're all part of the patient's care team, right, no matter what our title is, what our role is. You know, we're there to support the patient, and it is all about the patient. And so technology, you know, digital health, mobile health, whatever you want to choose, I mean, it has to be about helping this patient, like you say, navigate their journey. You know, and it is their journey. And one of the, one of the apps, I don't know if you've seen, I'm sure you have on, on Twitter, Health Loop. It's yeah. at Health Loop. Yes. They're a startup out of San Francisco. Fantastic. Um, Dr. Jordan Swain is the founder down there. That, that app is the coolest that I've seen, right? And I, I tell you, I don't, I don't talk about stuff unless I'm passionate about it and I believe in it. And one of the things about the Health Loop app is it's, it's literally digital empathy, okay? And so <laughs> if I'm a patient... My doctor prescribes health loop for me, right? It's basically an app on my phone that says, I'm going to communicate with my doctor back and forth, texting inside this app. And the app and the doctor are going to follow me 
all along my journey, from the moment I leave his or her office to the moment I go to the pharmacy to when I get home, the weeks in between my visits, you know, this thing, you know, the health is about, it texts me at bedtime, hey, Nick, did you remember to take your medicine? Can I text back? Yeah. So I'm engaged. I'm responding back and forth. Wake up in the morning. How did you, how'd you feel? Did you sleep all right? It's, you know, engaging me in a conversation. It's out there. It's that thing that's letting me know that I'm not alone, right? It's someone's in this with me. Because that's, that's the big, you know, fear, if you will. The big thing is, well, Doc, I'm, you know, I had to wait an hour to see you, and now I've only got a few minutes, and there's all this stuff I want to tell you, and I'm not going to be able to see you for another two or three weeks, and I want to be connected to you in between, right? Apps like Health Loop allow you to do that, allow you to keep that connection with your provider, with your pharmacist. You know, it's just, and, it, and there's many other apps, but Health Loop at the moment seems to be my, be my favorite. Yeah, if you're not having follow-up after you went to um, a physician or, or worse yet, you know, those patients that are in the hospital and then they leave the hospital with a very specific um, uh, right. drug regimen and then they fall back off of it, I mean, it just costs the system money, it costs your health money, obviously time away from you yeah. and your family and your your lifestyle. So having something like Health Loop plugged into all of this certainly makes sense. Absolutely. I mean, and let's think about, you know, specifically the hospital, Todd, you know, and you, you hit it is you know, when you're discharged from the hospital, the, the discharge plans, the discharge instructions, you know, you don't remember any of that. I mean, even after it's written down and it's you go back, but you know, when you're in the hospital, what you want to do is you want to get out as fast as possible. For right. right. So you're, you don't want to stay. And you know, you've been sedated, you're, you know, probably on some medication that's clouding your memory. You know, it's, you're going to forget all this. Nobody retains discharge instructions. So you need some, some digital health, some, some mobile health apps out there to follow you, right, to stick with you, to be in your pocket so that, it, you know, anytime you want, it's right there. I mean, I, you know, I keep hearing, you know, whether it's pharmacists, providers, doctors, you know, this, some of the old school, you know, old timers complain about, you know, patients going to Google, you know, Dr. Google, and right. making things up. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> you're not going to win, man. It's Google, okay? So th there is no fight. It's, you know, the, the folks that, that aren't accepting, you know, the help of digital health, you know. Uh, oh, man, you're, you're just standing out here you know, screaming alone in the desert and no one's hearing you. The rest of the world has moved on, man. I mean, you've got to get on board with, with some, some digital health technology. I mean, it's here to help us, right. right? Mobile health, digital health, all this cool, innovative technology, you know, it's not here to, to make people lose their jobs or to say, hey, you know, Tech is better than a person. No, it's all you know. It's created by people to help people. I mean, it's it's that's what it's here for. I mean, it's uh, you know, people that are saying, "No, I'm not going to use it." Um, well, you know, retirement's not too far away. 
<laughs> right. And I've, I've heard comments about uh, how it's intrusive and how, you know, um, there's a privacy confer- con- uh, concerns. And, you know, I, I think as a culture, uh, Nick, we've, we've been encouraged to uh, accept um, technology uh, into our lives at such a depth. Everyone, um, you know, has a mobile phone in their hand or has access to one or many of them do even even the obi world phone that it's reached out to third world countries to make um mobile technology less expensive and how that's going to affect uh us at a macro uh, economics level and in in having access to uh more information and touch with people and and like you're saying these health loop apps that tie into wearables and tie into you know how we live as a as a as a culture and how healthy we truly are being able to predict things being able to say to someone uh you know you're at risk for a um a heart attack because of your um you know your sedentary life or you know you need to eat a little bit better or i think there's there's so much more of a pro to uh the evolution of digital health than there is cons absolutely i mean i mean the mobile health market you know to just Get back to health loop. I mean, <clears throat> we're all in this together, man. I mean, you see me use this hashtag #EinPower, hashtag EIN power, I power the power of one. That means we're all in this together. And you know, whether some some pharmacists and doctors, let's just let's get real. They're going to say, look, I've got too much work already. I can't do a mobile app. I mean, please, I'm I'm. My plate is full. Okay, that's the perfect time to say, well, let's start thinking about how technology can help, right? And yeah, you know, we've, you know, especially early adopters, you know, those older folks that had to live through the, the growing pains of, of the internet and technology. Yeah, it helps, right? Technology now is not clunky. It's not like it used to be, right? It's it works, man. I mean, exactly. they've got it down to a science. And so these mobile health apps, you're not doing the work. The algorithm is doing the work. Right. I mean, it's like, you know, it's, it's like AI in your pocket, you know? And so remove a lot of that work. Let, let a mobile health app do it. Let digital health technology take care of that for you. I mean, the health loop app, I mean, when I say that it's, you're texting your doctor and the doctor's having a conversation with a pharmacist, you know, whoever's having this conversation inside the app, it's, you're not really having a conversation with a person on the other end. There's an algorithm in the phone, right? You're having this conversation with, with an algorithm. And guess what? That's okay. Because people just want to know that someone's listening, whether that's a real doctor or whether it's an algorithm, right? Just to know that they're being monitored. Just to know that when they fire off, you know, the flare, Helps coming. If they shine the bat signal, Batman shows up, right? right. That's that's what's happening inside an, an app, and you know, it's you know, uh, there's a, a friend of mine on Twitter, Bill Bunting at WT Bunting. He writes prolifically, you know, blogs all the time about the shift that's occurring in healthcare, um, and and yeah, I mean that's that's what's happening. People are realizing that access to care is in our pockets. Yep. We don't have to go buy a robot, right? We don't have to spend a lot of money. 
We've already got the solution. Yeah. You know, we're carrying around in our pockets and our purses. It's right here. Exactly. We're on it right now. What um what what's in the future for Nick Atkins? What are you working on uh, upcoming and um, how can uh, listeners that want to kind of reach out to you, uh, what's the best way? Would you say Twitter? Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. Okay. At Nick is in PDX. I'm, it's, a, it's a very uh, busy month coming up this month. I'm leaving uh, the end of this week. There's uh, going to Minneapolis for the American Telemedicine Association Conference. Oh, very good. That's the, that's the annual, yeah, annual telehealth get-together. Um, Sponsored by the American Telemedicine Association. I highly recommend following that. It's hashtag ATA 2016. ATA 2016. Follow that hashtag. Um, it'll start Sunday, this coming Sunday, um, for a few days. But let's uh, see, after that, I'm off to the Netherlands for our Future Health 16, which is hashtag OSH 16. And then follow that by eHealth Week. Hashtag eHealth Week. Both of those are occurring in the Netherlands. eHealth Week is basically Hims Europe, if you will. Oh, okay. Um, and lot of uh, a lot of very cool innovation rolling out of Europe, right? I mean, right now HD Palooza is going on today in Washington, in D.C. One of the keynote speakers, vice president's keynote speaker, Vice President Biden, and, uh, Minister of Health George Freeman from the U.K. He's one of the keynote speakers that's going on today at HD Palooza. And the things that are happening with the NHS and the UK, you know, if you want to look to them to see what is happening that can be happening here with, you know, once we let go of some, some <laughs> political wrangling and right. chokeholding, uh, you know, they, they're doing some right things over there in, in the UK at the NHS. A big hat tip to them. eHealth Week is sponsored, uh, I think the main sponsor of that is Philips, um, global healthcare giant and awesome tech innovators. Uh, that, that's a, you know, that's probably the biggest healthcare conference in, in Europe is eHealth Week. I'm really glad to be going to that. Looking forward to seeing some really cool technology there. Um, and the technology that's, that's being talked about at all of these conferences on you know, all the stages is digital health, exactly. digital health, mobile health, telehealth. How do we get care into the hands of the patient as easily as possible? How do we expedite the process of handling information? You know, I mean, I, the, the whole patient engagement mantra, I mean, it's just seriously, you know, enough already. Patients are engaged, man. I mean, we're, <laughs> we're just waiting for, you know, for providers to catch up, right? Right. And and I think the the patient population is doing a really good job of being patient. <laughs> exactly. I couldn't agree with you more. Well, I tell you what, um, you have a fan at the Pharmacy Podcast. I know that you'll pick up uh, followers from the listeners of the show. Um, I'd actually like to have an open extension uh, invitation to you. Um, that if you have ideas that you'd like to share with, uh, with pharmacists, pharmacy leaders, uh, health system pharmacies, and uh, we can help, help echo boom your message, uh, please uh, find your way back to the uh, Pharmacy Podcast Show. 
Todd, I'd love to do that. And um, I, I really appreciate the work you're doing at the Pharmacy Podcast. I'd like to give them a shout out here at the end, too. I really get to mention my friends over at Lilly. Um, fantastic work that they're doing, especially I, I follow them on the, on the clinical trial side and the work they're doing with clinical trials. So uh, big shout out to Lilly. Maybe one day come back to a podcast. We'll talk more about them. Definitely. We'd like, we'd actually invite uh, them to the show as well. So maybe we could actually have a round table discussion. Be, be fantastic. They're doing some wonderful work. Thank you. So you were listening to the pharmacy podcast. We were on with Nick Adkins, who is a digital health guru and leader in our healthcare system. If you want to follow him, please do so at Nick is N PDX on Twitter. That is Nick is N PDX. And we thank you for listening to the pharmacy podcast. We hope you enjoyed another episode of the pharmacy podcast show. Be sure to subscribe to the show and send us a voice message with your ideas and comments from our contact section on the website. Did you know we develop digital health content to assist with business development and marketing efforts? Learn how we can help you drive more patients, physicians, and targeted leads to your website. Contact us today at pharmacypodcast.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.